Have you ever wondered what a prayer life looks like? Maybe God is drawing you closer to him and wants a deeper relationship with you. Today, my guest Brittany Rust is here and she's going to lead you to a purposeful prayer life. Mm -hmm. So if you wanna know more, keep watching. Talk about your journey to knowing who God is and how you started this prayer life that brought you closer to him. I did not grow up in a Christian home. In fact, we never talked about God. We never went to church, like not even on a holiday. I just, I grew up knowing nothing about God, but um, I grew up with a lot of strongholds though. I grew up with a sexual addiction. I had anger issues. I was depressed um, at 16 years old and just put on a bunch of medications by a doctor. Um, and I just was so lost. Like I knew there had to be more in this life, but I just didn't know where it was. And then uh, when I was 16, a friend invited me to a youth service. And when I heard the gospel that night, I just, I knew this is the truth that I have been searching for. This was where there was life. Like God is real, Jesus. I wanted to follow him. I surrendered my life to him that night. And I just threw myself into all things church, the Bible, faith. I, like I mentioned, I knew nothing. And so I was at the church, like when I wasn't in school and the church doors were open, I was there. I surrounded myself with mentors, Christian friends. I was constantly reading the Bible, listening to sermons. I just, I, there was so much to learn. And it was incredible to see um, just in those early faith years, crying out to God for deliverance from my anger crying out to God for deliverance from the sexual um, strongholds that I had. And sure enough, God just miraculously healed me time and again from those things that I had struggled with. And it was truly a huge faith builder for me to be like, I can trust God with every part of who I am. And it was, it was again, very faith building. But as we're talking about prayer and, and my journey to prayer, you know, after a couple years, there would be times when I'd be crying out to God for something and I wasn't seeing my prayers answered the way that I wanted them anymore. And it was sort of a cry, that wasn't a crisis of faith for me, but it was sort of the struggle of, God, you who kept answering my prayers, like you were a God who answers all my prayers. Now what's happening? Why are some of my prayers going unanswered? Or maybe they're not panning out the way that I had hoped. And it was this, pivot in my faith journey specifically when it came to prayer of um why am i praying and god's not answering and so for me it was this shift of just god te I, it's really the layers i look back of god teaching me the purpose of prayer and i think in those early years i had to have that like i you know was this broken teenage girl who knew nothing about god and so god showed me his faithfulness and, but then as I grow, was growing and God was stretching me and God was maturing me in the faith, some, you know, he was wanting to teach me different things about prayer. And so um, over the years, obviously, even in different seasons, prayer looks different in different seasons. I, I, you know, it's been a constant journey of what does prayer really look like and what is it, what is its purpose? And I'm sure we'll get into that more, but for me, it was really this um, pivot of, just what is prayer 
and God revealing that to me. Did you find that you needed to have a deeper relationship with Jesus through it? Oh, 100%. You know, I believe that we cannot know God and have this really genuine relationship with God unless we're in prayer on a consistent basis because prayer cultivates intimacy, right? There's two elements that are necessary and essential to growing in your faith and growing in your relationship with God every day. And that's reading the word and that's prayer. Reading the word teaches us who God is. It teaches us about his character. It's his, it's his word. It's when we talk about, we want to hear from God, open up your Bible. That's how you're going to hear from God. But prayer is the intimacy element to that. It's the part that builds that relationship. You know, I can't have a relationship with my brother or a friend or even my son if I'm not in communication with them. And the same goes with God. You can't expect intimacy and genuine relationship relationship if you're not having conversations with him every day, right? We know that prayer is the will of God. You know, the Bible tells us that in 1 Thessalonians 5, that we are to pray without ceasing. Now that doesn't mean that you literally never stop praying, right? That's impossible, but it means that you're cultivating within you this lifestyle of prayer that as you go throughout your day, you're talking to him, you're talking to him in the car on the way to work or to the carpool. You're talking to him when you're folding the laundry. It's when something pops up, your first inclination isn't to call your spouse or your best friend, but your first inclination is to talk to God about it. So we are called to a lifestyle of prayer. And when we are in that we find intimacy with our creator. It's where we find that relationship really grows with him. You, know, you have yeah. to have that communication with God. Yeah. You just do. You're right. If How will he ever know? I mean, God already knows what we think, you know, before we think it. And the but, Holy Spirit also helps us to ask for things in prayer. When, the yeah. things that we don't even know we need. It's true. I mean, it says that the Holy Spirit prays on our behalf, moans and groans when even we don't know what to pray for. I mean, there are literally times that I might be so devastated or so overwhelmed with so many needs where like the Holy Spirit just intercedes on my behalf, you know, yeah. and I, that's a, a part of prayer. Like we even just in, in communication with the Holy Spirit and, and, and praying for him to, to fill us and to empower us and to strengthen us. Like we have to, we ask for that. Yeah. We communicate with him for that. Yes, God knows everything that we need. I know what my son needs throughout the day, but I would rather him talk to me about it, right? And so God, yes, he knows, but he would prefer that you talk to him about it and come to him with those concerns and those requests. You know, it makes me think about too, there are so many people out there that don't feel worthy, mm. that that if they've, they've already, they've done some really bad things in their life. They've, they've sinned very badly against God and they feel funny about even going to God, even approaching the thought of prayer. So how would we, uh, how would we talk to them right now about approaching God without feeling so guilty about the things that they've done in their life, just like you went through? Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, when I was 25, I was in leadership at a mega church in the Midwest. I was, God was opening incredible opportunities to do ministry. I had great friendships, like life was really good. And I started dating a guy and I, we got into a really serious relationship and I did the thing I said I would never do. And I had sex outside of marriage. And of course that brought so much shame and so much guilt. 
I, you know, lost everything. I confessed to my fast pastors what had happened. I had to step out of ministry. All the opportunities went with it. Relationships were hurt. I lost that relationship. Like it was truly like rock bottom for me um, at that time. And because there was so much shame and guilt that I was uh, experiencing, I, I, there was a season where I was, I didn't feel like I could talk to God and it was, had nothing to do with him. It had everything to do with me and what the enemy was speaking over me, the lies that I wasn't worthy and that, you know, I didn't deserve to talk to God and I didn't deserve forgiveness and I don't deserve forgiveness and I'm not worthy, but God chooses. That's his nature and that's his character. He cannot be anything but gracious. Like he wants to talk to you. He wants to have that relationship with you when you are hurting and you are and you are feeling ashamed and you are feeling that guilt. He wants you to come to him because he, because when we do, that's when we find the release from that shame and that guilt. If you keep it, if you keep to yourself, if you tell yourself, I can't go to God, that's the enemy. And that's you. That's not the Lord. But what we're doing is we're isolating ourselves. That's not God isolating us. We're isolating ourselves, right? Adam and Eve went and they hid themselves and God said, where are you? You know, and so I, I understand what it's like to feel that way. Like, I get it. But at some point, you know, I realize I'm not doing, God wants me. God's after my heart. I'm doing this to myself. And then I stepped into back into that, like, God, I know that you are good and you are gracious and you are loving and that you want to forgive. And when I, when I, when I came to him with all of that, he forgave me. And I, and there's truly no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when I, I just, I know how it feels. I know what that feels like, but I want to encourage you. Enemy wants to keep you isolated from God, not God. It's the enemy. And it's you uh, holding on to that shame and that guilt. And I would just encourage you step in to that relationship with God. If it's just a simple Jesus, invite him in to your pain invite him into your shame. And he is going to do this miraculous work in your life that is going to bring freedom and redemption and restoration, but that's only in God. So Brittany and I just want to let you know, you are worthy. And by his grace, you are saved from all the things that you did once or maybe doing right now that you are ashamed of. Take it to the cross. Mm -hmm. and lay it down there mm -hmm. right how can someone know that something they prayed for was heard mm -hmm. i mean we just know like god hears every single word that we say god hears every single word that we say even if i mean certainly i still sometimes i'm like god are you not are you not hearing me right but i know that he does yeah, i yeah. know that he does scripture says that he does, that he hears our prayers. And so it's just walking in that trust of like, I know who my God is. I know his promises and I'm going to trust him and his promises and what the word says about him over my feelings. And listen, I mean, it's, you're allowed to have feelings. You're allowed to wrestle with those doubts. Certainly Job, we see wrestled with his doubts. David, wrestled. I mean, Habakkuk wrestled. It's okay to wrestle, but wrestle with God. Don't wrestle alone, wrestle with God. And as you do, God's going to work those things out in your life, but don't ever allow, um, the danger is allowing our feelings to trump God's word. And that's a big issue with progressive Christianity, new age, 
is that your feelings trump God's word. And they don't. They don't. I mean, yes, your feelings are valuable and God cares about your feelings, but never can they trump God and his word. And so if you're, if you're wrestling with that, you know, remind yourself that God trumps all things and that he wants to work things out um, with you, even when you don't feel it. If you feel it like there's silence, you're feeling God's far from you. Remind yourself of who God is and what the word says about him and put your, put your trust in him and put, put um, essentially all your eggs in those baskets of trusting God over your feelings. You hear what she's saying. You, you're embracing it. Now, Brittany, talk to someone right now who might be struggling. Um, can you give them advice? Yeah, I mean, I just want to encourage you, uh, first and foremost, that prayer really makes a difference. Again, even when you maybe feel like it's not that God isn't hearing or responding, I want you to know that prayer really does make a difference and that prayer really can change things. I think that's the primary element. You know, a lot of times people will fall into camps, either like, you know, I just don't want to, you know, sometimes people can get discouraged when God doesn't answer their prayers and then they allow doubt to sit in and then they're like, well, maybe prayer doesn't really change things. Prayer doesn't really make a difference. So why does it matter if I pray? And that we have to be really careful of that there's a faith element required when we pray, right? That we're in faith praying to a God who cares about us and can work all things out. You know, James chapter five says the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. That Elijah was a man with a nature like ours and he prayed fervently that it might not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. But then he prayed again and heaven gave rain and the earth bore its fruit. Uh, There, prayer really does change things in your life. I've seen that time and again that God moves and works through your prayers. And so don't stop praying, right? The persistent widow, God encourages, don't stop praying. Continue to seek me. How much more will I answer your prayers than this unrighteous judge who just answered this widow's prayer because he was basically sick and tired of her. So we serve a good father. And I want you to remind yourself that prayer really does change things. And, you know, I, you know, sometimes it just may not work out the way that we had hoped that God moves in a different way and trust that, trust that even when it doesn't work out the way that you wanted to, and this was that pivot I went through that God is still, there's still value in that prayer because one, you're connecting with God, right? Conversation, that intimacy, that relationship. And second, God's using the prayer to change you right? I talk about this. The primary purpose of prayer isn't to change God and what he's going to do. Although sometimes, I mean, although prayer does change things, the primary purpose is for God to use prayer to change you because through prayer, you're having that conversation, you're developing that intimacy, the more you're getting to know God in his heart. And the more that you get to know God in his heart, your heart is naturally going to change to his will. Your heart is naturally going to bend to what he wants. And so that's where prayer changes us. And so you may not see the fruit that you want to see from your prayer, but remind yourself it still has value because it's developing intimacy and it's changing you in the process. Wonderful. Wonderful. Wonderful advice. 
So would you pray for that person who's watching this and needs to know that God is listening to them right now? Yes. Yes. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this conversation that Nancy and I are getting to have that you orchestrated Lord, because we know that it is no accident that this conversation is being had. We know that there's someone listening right now who is struggling to believe that their prayers are heard, who are struggling with doubt because maybe they've prayed before and it didn't work out the way that they wanted to. And now they're doubting if prayer even matters, if it even makes a difference. God, there's someone right now who is struggling to even pray because they've been hurt or they're feeling ashamed or they're feeling guilty. God, the enemy would love nothing more than for that person not to pray again. But God, we know the power of prayer. We know that prayer is something that we are called to, but prayer changes things. It changes our circumstances. It changes our hearts. God, there's so much value. And I just pray for that person right now who's doubting the value of prayer or who is struggling to pray. God, remind them, God, that prayer is simply intimacy with you. God, remind them that you want their heart. God, remind them that you love them. God, remind them that you want to talk to them, God. And I pray that they would be so spurred, even if it's just a declaration of the name of Jesus, that through whatever that they can offer, even if it's that simple word, Jesus, out of their pain and their agony and their shame, God, that you would respond, that you would respond to that simple groan, that you would respond to that moan that does not utter what they can understand, but God, the Holy Spirit is uttering on their behalf. God, respond. God, speak to them, minister to them. God, show them. God, use this conversation to remind them, God, that you see them, God, that you love them, and that you want relationship with them. In the name of Jesus, we pray, God, just that intimacy over each and every person who's listening today. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. And thank you so much, Brittany, for that prayer. Yes. For more information about Brittany and to check out some of her books and resources, go to BrittanyRust.com. Thank you, Brittany, for joining me today. Thank you, Nancy, so much for having me. It's been such a blessing to have this conversation. Thank you for watching the call. We hope you learn more about Jesus through this video. You can have a relationship with Jesus. Just invite him into your life. Repent of sins, ask for forgiveness, and make Jesus your Lord and Savior. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Thank you for watching The Call with Nancy Sabato, where we are leading you to Christ through stories and teachings.